Back on January the 2nd, I preached a sermon about our church's destination. And in that message, I mentioned that when I go on a long road trip, I'm happiest when I know three things, remember? I'm happiest when I know my destination, where I'm going to wind up. Happiest when I know my route, that is the shortest drive possible. And happiest when I know my passengers, who's going to be riding in my car with me. And back on January the 2nd, we identified our one destination for this assembly to be the destination of all of us uh, fully committed and following the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our destination. It's a shared destination. Every one of us who knows the Lord Jesus as Savior, that ought to be what we're aiming for as we go forward as a church, the fully committed following of Jesus Christ. Another way of saying being a disciple of Christ. Today I want to move from destination to the root. How are we going to get to this desired destination of all of us fully committed following Jesus Christ? What will our root be? We want to pick the shortest route possible, and we want to pick the most simple route possible to get to our desired destination. So I want you to do something with me, please, a little exercise and imagination. I want you to imagine that two first-time visitors come to Calvary Bible Church to attend our Sunday morning worship service. Let's say their names are Johnny and Jenna. So Johnny and Jenna come to our church building on a Sunday to visit our church for the first time. And let's say they present to our ushers or to our greeters uh, or to one, any one of us two questions as visitors to our church. The first question is, what is CBC trying to do? And the second question that Johnny and Jenna may have is, what is the recommended path to take if we choose to make Calvary Bible Church our church home? Well, the first question is a question of mission. It's a destination question. Their second question is a question of process. It's a root question. In the past, there would have been some complexities involved in answering Johnny and Jenna's two questions, I think. A few of us might have been able to quote our mission statement and... Some of us may have tried to remember some of the 53 different ministries that our church offered. Johnny and Jenna may not have gotten simple answers to their questions, what is CBC trying to do and what is the recommended path to take if we make CBC our home church? And so over the last year, it'll be a year in February, over the, almost the last year, your church leaders have been praying and we've been working and planning to try to make our church a simple church. A simple church which has a simple process of making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Now, simple means a few things. First, simple means having a simple process of making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Simple means that. Simple involves a few things. Simple involves clarity. The whole church being able to understand and communicate our simple process for making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. 
Simple involves clarity. But simple also involves movement. Movement. That's the whole church moving through the simple process which brings more commitment to following Christ at every part of the process. So as a person enters this simple process, at every step of the way in that process is calling for a higher commitment to fully following Jesus Christ. So simple involves clarity. Simple involves movement. But in the third place, simple also involves alignment. Alignment. Getting things in line. That's every church ministry and every church staff member lining up with the simple process of making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. And simple involves one more thing. It involves focus. This is ensuring that everything that our church does stays within the simple church process of fully making disciples. Picking the best and saying no to what is just good. Picking the best in order to say no to things that are good, but not the best. And so what we're saying is that we are now becoming a simple church. We're having a simple process of making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. That's the route we're taking, this process. And that simplicity involves clarity, understanding what the process is and being able to explain it to others. It involves movement, everyone in the process, moving more and more to higher and higher commitment to following Jesus Christ. And this simplicity involves alignment, that everything we do as a church, every staff member on the church staff, is about this same simple process that we've identified of making fully committed followers of Jesus and Simplicity involves focus. All of us understanding and accepting that we are going to ensure that everything that our church does stays within our simple process so that we're about making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Simple means some more things. Simple means clear. Simple means understood. Simple means memorable. Simple means measurable, simple means efficient, and simple means, you may be surprised, less is more. Simple means that less is more. We have been a complex church for a number of years. When we saw the pandemic coming and evaluated as leaders, we discerned that we had 53 different ministries as as the pandemic came into town, 53. Those were more ministries than we had available and willing workers. We had committed workers in those 53 ministries, but they were overworked and they needed help. There became, over the years of being a complex church, there became blurriness as to how the many different ministries all worked together we were disjoint. And back when we were a complex church, when Johnny and Jenna decided to make our church their home church and became members, many different ministries begged them for their help. 
too many ministries needed Johnny and Jenna. There wasn't enough of Johnny and Jenna to go around. Also, back when we were complex, it wasn't exactly clear where Johnny and Jenna would best and would most strategically be plugged into our 53 ministries. Now, one of the ways that we got complex, and may I just say that I've pastored four churches, three before coming to you, and all of the churches I pastored before coming here also had this tendency, we became complex in those churches too. And one of the ways that we here at Calvary got complex was that over many years, we eagerly added new ministries, but we didn't evaluate ministries properly So we rarely ever subtracted any ministries. We just kept adding good ideas and good ministries to what we already had. And we wound up, as I said, as the pandemic came into town with 53 ministries and not enough workers to do these ministries well. Now, I want you to know that, and I want to point out, that me as your pastor and the elders and the deacons are not looking back at the history of Calvary Bible Church with a critical eye. We thank God for the commitment and the efforts that have been made over our many years of our history. We celebrate that. So we don't have a critical view on the past, but we have an eager view on the future to refine things, to be more simple for the future. Now, from now on, we will inform all of our members and regular attenders and interested visitors that we want them to plug into our simple process. Now, here's the process. I've kept alluding to our simple process over and over and over and over again in this message. What, Pastor Rob, is our simple process? Well, it's simple. It's loving the Lord, loving one another, and loving the lost. Say that with me. Loving the Lord, Loving one another, loving the lost. Loving the Lord, loving one another, loving the lost. That's our process. That's it. It's simple. (laughs) We're going to love the Lord, we're going to love one another, and we're going to love the lost. And of course, we have biblical basis for this simple process. If we didn't have biblical basis for this simple process, then we would be wrong having this simple process. But we do have biblical basis for this simple process because our Lord Jesus Christ identified as the two greatest commandments in Matthew 22, 37 to 39. This is what Jesus said when asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus told his followers, and it was repeated in the flow and gist of the New Testament, that the church of Jesus Christ is to love the Lord, to love one another, but not to forget to love the lost to be burdened for people who don't yet know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And so Jesus Christ commands all of us, the man in the pulpit, the the leaders in the boardroom, and the persons in the pew, we're commanded by Jesus Christ to love the Lord, and we're going to continue doing that. Jesus commands us to love one another, that is our neighbors, and we're going to continue to do that as well. 
Sometimes our neighbors are fellow believers, and other times our neighbors are persons still outside of faith in Christ. Jesus, as you know, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, identified your neighbor as anybody crossing your path who has a need. That could be a believer in our assembly, or that could be a lost person in Centerville. So we're going to love the Lord, we're going to love one another, and we're going to love the lost. And our church's new simple process of making fully committed followers of Christ builds off of these two greatest commandments Jesus identified. And our simple process is the route we are going to take to get to our destination of having fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. And so let's go back to the process. As you remember, the first step in the process is the step of loving the Lord. And the one main activity that we are going to encourage everybody associated with this ministry to take and be involved in to love the Lord is right now the 1030 Sunday AM worship service. We want every believer who's possibly able to get to the Sunday morning 10.30 a.m. worship service to cultivate and to deepen and to strengthen their love for the Lord. With, with COVID, we realize that some of that will be going on by Zoom. But we need to prioritize and highly value the assembling of this church on Sunday mornings at 10.30 for worship. That's the main activity the leaders have, have identified with loving the Lord. The next step is loving one another. And the activity which the leaders have identified to be the main activity we want everyone in our church family to plug into in order to better learn how to love one another is small groups, formerly known as mini-churches. We are praying and will be working that every child, every teenager, every adult, every senior adult will be in a small group, if it is at all possible. Even our shut-ins who have computers will have them in our small groups if they have computer access to Zoom. The small group is going to be the engine of the church where we are going to see development of loving for one another and out of that loving of one another through our small groups to do evangelism initiatives to the lost. We will have many different evangelism initiatives, but many of them will be done through the small church, small group, and by the small group. We will be doing evangelism as small groups in the future. Now, I mentioned that before the pandemic, our beloved church had 53 ministries. And certainly, simple church will not reduce 53 ministries down to only the Sunday morning service, the small groups, and evangelism initiatives. We're going to retain ministries that contribute to our process of us loving the Lord, loving one another, and loving the lost. We're going to keep about 23 ministries out of 53. 23 out of 53. And these 23 ministries that will be retained will be retained because they fit into the simple process for making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Now, at this point in this sermon, I won't elaborate fully on the 23 ministries which we will continue to offer, but I will say that every one of the 23 ministries that will continue fit the simple 
church process for making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Loving the Lord, loving one another, loving the lost. Now let's go back to Johnny and Jenna, the imaginary couple who comes to visit Calvary Bible Church, Johnny and Jenny. Maybe their situation can help illustrate and explain. Once Johnny and Jenna decide that they want to be a part of Calvary Bible Church, then they are first encouraged to regularly and to personally attend our Sunday morning worship services so they can love the Lord. Then we would point Johnny and Jenna that they also need to grow in their love for one another and be in a particular small group. They will be strongly urged to be part of a small group so that they can learn and practice deep, real, sincere, practical loving of other believers and the lost. They can pick whichever small group they want to be in. But we're going to say, be in a small group, Johnny and Jenna. Be in a small group because Calvary Bible Church's engine for doing the work of getting to the destination of having fully committed followers of Jesus Christ requires people to be in a small group to experience what we want and pray everyone in our church to experience. Going forward then, your church leaders expect, so far as is possible, that every believer in Jesus Christ who's associated with our church will be in a small group. Like I said, the children, the teenagers, the adults, the senior adults, and if technology allows, the shut-in adults. We are going to grow together by God's grace and for his glory. We are going to grow together in our love for the Lord, our love for one another, and our love for the lost. And when we talk about the small group being the engine, the core, the heart of what we're going to be as a church going forward, we fully understand and recognize that all of the one another verses of the New Testament, and there are many, are best going to be fulfilled in a small group setting. You say, like what one another verses? Well, verses like Romans 15, 7, accept one another. Ephesians 4, 32, be kind to one another. Ephesians 4, 32, again, be forgiving of one another. John 13, 34, love one another. These things are best going to happen going forward in small groups. Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, again, build up one another. James 5.16, pray for one another. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens. Colossians 3.16, admonish one another. Hebrews 10.24, stimulate one another to love and good deeds. 1 Corinthians 12, 25, care for one another. Again, these one another statements are best going to be done in small groups. That's why we want all of you to be in a small group. Going back to some more one another's, Colossians 3, 16, teach one another. 1 Peter 4, 9, show hospitality to one another. And so small groups 
are going to be where it's at for Calvary Bible Church as we go forward. It's going to be the engine, the core, the heart of what we're doing as we're trying to make fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Please, if you've never been in a small group, now is the time to get into one. If you're in one, you know the value of them already. Stay in it. We're going to say together that small groups will be where Christian living of the one another verses and loving will take place in our church. Small groups will be the best place where we all will grow in our love for one another. Small groups, when COVID protocols allow, when COVID protocols allow, will eat some meals together. Small groups will do life together. Your windowsills leak. Small groups will hopefully be able to address your leaky windowsills. Things like that. You need a babysitter for such and such an occasion. Someone in your small group, perhaps they can watch your children while you have to do something. Small groups is where we are wanting to do life together and love one another. Small groups will shrink any super, uh, super, <laughs> I gotta get it right. superficiality which we may have slipped into as a church. How are you? I am fine. Small groups will shrink. Sup- <laughs> Why can't I say that today? My jaw must be frozen from being up north. Small groups will shrink superficiality that we may have slipped into. And small groups will positively deepen our Christian relationships. I saw a picture this morning as I was viewing on my Facebook that had a mirror, a dress mirror with an apple in front of it. And the apple was reflecting a full apple in front of the mirror. But when you perspective of the picture taker, the backside of the apple that wasn't facing the mirror was bitten into. Some of us come to church as bitten into apples by the vicissitudes of life, but we turn ourselves so that we don't let anybody know our pain, anybody know our problems, anybody know our perplexities. And we want that to not be the case. And a small group is where you can learn to trust people to say, I'm not doing well. I need help. I need counsel. I need encouragement. I need prayer. We don't want to be apples that have a big chunk bitten out of them, but we turn just to show the world and our church the part of the apple that's untouched and looking pristine. Small groups will do ministry together. That's perhaps a little different than many churches have been. We are going to start doing ministry projects as small groups with the children in the small group participating, the teenagers in the small group participating, and the adults in the small group participating in certain ministries. We're going to do ministry together in our small groups. So going back to Johnny and Jenna, They visit our church. They decide to become members of our church. And Johnny and Jenna are getting well-established in the process of loving the Lord in the Sunday morning worship services. And after Johnny and Jenna are well-connected in loving one another in their small group, then Johnny and Jenna will be given opportunities to be loving to the lost by sharing the gospel. And, as I've said, these opportunities to share the gospel in many cases will come right through the vehicle of Johnny and Jenna's small group. You say, how's that going to work? What's that going to look like? Well, let me give you some examples. 
a small group picking an evangelism project that they believe in and have a burden to do. And they do it together as a group. Or small groups taking turns distributing food through Operation Inasmuch. I've talked to uh, Pastor Arnett, and maybe we'll have to think of some Saturday distributions at Inasmuch so that small groups could take turns doing some of those distributions. Or uh, small groups participating in the handing out of tracts at the Boxing Day meal or other events, or small groups practically helping someone in their small group and being observed by lost people doing it and having a chance to share the gospel. I talked about the hypothetical of leaky windowsills. What would happen? And this happened in another church I pastored. When the small group goes to the house to fix the windowsills and the neighbor who's antagonistic toward the church and toward Jesus Christ sees believers cheerfully having fun fixing the windowsills. Who are they? They're my church, my small group. What are they doing? They're helping me fix my windowsills. Why? Because we love one another. Our small group loves one another. That happened in another church I pastored. Lost people were baffled and had questions about Jesus Christ because they saw small group members helping small group member in the needs that the small group member had. And so the opportunities, we believe, will be many, and the encouragement will be real when our small groups start loving the lost for the sake of the gospel. And so just to reiterate, I believe we have become a complex church in the past, and we're going to try to become a simple church. We'll have a simple destination that we all understand. Someone says, what's Calvary Church all about? You say, we have one destination. It's the making of fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. We're going to be a simple church with a simple destination. We're going to be a simple church that has a simple root. That is, we're going to have a simple process. And the process we're going to understand and we're going to be a part of. We're going to believe in it. Love the Lord. Love one another. Love the lost. That's our route. That's our road. That's the, the direction we're going. And we're going to be a simple church that has a simple love for lost people. A church is not okay with people going to hell. A church that sees as part of learning to be a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ is caring enough for lost people to share our faith. Many times as a group, as a small group. You know, <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been excited for a year, and I'm excited standing before you this morning. I'm excited that spiritually fruitful days are ahead for our church. The spiritually fruitful days of Calvary Bible Church are not all in our past. The good old days. <laughs> spiritually fruitfulness as a church is also our future as we simplify. I'm excited about that. And we're going to see thrilling things done by the Lord and spiritually enriching things done by the Lord for each of us. You can say, I'm going to be spiritually enriched with this simpler process. I am going to be thrilled to be made more and more incrementally by incrementally more of a follower of Jesus Christ. That's thrilling. That's what it's all about. Now, you probably have some questions about how things are going to be. When we take this route, let me try to anticipate what you may be wondering. 
Are you wondering what the particular ministry that you have served in, if it'll be retained? I'm sure that you would be wondering that. You will be informed of what's going on by your ministry leaders. And if that particular ministry is not retained or merged into another ministry that is kept, you will be helped to find another ministry where you can use your spiritual gifts and you are still needed. Maybe a second question some of you have is, who will oversee the simple church model and its simple process for making fully committed followers of Jesus Christ? The answer basically is your elders will. The pastors of our church will oversee this gladly. It's our job. It's our joy. And the deacons will have certain ways in which they will encourage the simple process for us as a church as well. Another question you might have is, when will these changes begin? Some of the changes have already begun, and other changes will be eased into going forward when, for instance, COVID situations lessen. Another question you might have is, will there be plans for children and youth in the simple church model? Most definitely we have plans for children and youth. And I realize that your hearts are broken that we've had very little for children and youth in these last years, and so are my, my heart is broken over that, and so are the elders and deacons' hearts broken over that. Every age group we want involved in the simple process of loving the Lord, loving one another, and loving the lost. We don't want to leave any age group out. Question you might have, what are some of the 23 ministries which will be kept? Sure, you're wondering about that. Understandable. These are not a full list of the 23, but let me give you some of the 23 that we will keep because they align with our process of loving the Lord, loving one another, and loving the lost. We'll be keeping Sunday school and choir and prayer opportunities and the nursery and junior church and cross trainers and missions and youth and Operation Inasmuch and EOC Radio, Echoes of Calvary Radio, and men's ministries and women's ministries, and of course, the small groups, the new name for many churches. When each of these particular ministries will restart depends on a number of factors, including the COVID climate, right? But we are committed in the simple church model to restart these ministries and others that total 23 ministries as we're able, as soon as we're able. And so maybe the last question you'll be wondering is, what should I do next? You've told me about the destination. You've told me about the route. What should I do next? I want to do something. What should I do next? The first thing you should do is pray. Pray for this change that we're making. Pray for your part in the change to be meaningful and joyous. Pray. Second, be open to change. Be open to change. Third, evaluate in your time spent in the word of God in prayer alone with the Lord each day. Evaluate whether or not you are currently fully following Jesus Christ. The next one, be teachable. Don't feel as you as though you know everything. None of us knows everything. Be teachable. Going forward, put a very high value on in-person assembling for the 1030 Sunday morning worship service. 
If you can't attend it, comorbidities, long to attend it. Miss it. Put a very high value on in-person worship at 1030 on Sundays. And when you pray about it, and you follow the COVID conditions and track what's going on in the city, when you pray about it and you have peace to come out, come out again. Did you hear what I said? I'm being very careful. When you've prayed about it and you've seen the conditions and you have a peace from God to come back in person again, come back in person again. What else should you be doing going forward? Join a small group. If you're not in a small group, whether you're watching online or you're here in the sanctuary or in the auditorium, if you are not in a small group, you should pick up the phone tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock and phone the church office and say, I want to be in a small group. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Join a small group. It's where it's going to be at. What should you do? You should continue sharing the gospel with lost people. Or if you are already sharing the gospel, ramp it up. If you're not sharing the gospel, start. Ask God for opportunities to share the gospel, and he will answer that prayer this week. Make it your goal that you would share the gospel with one person before next Sunday and ask someone to pray that you would so you're accountable to do it. Well, this has been an interesting message to preach. I hope it's been an interesting message to hear. I hope it's been an encouraging message to hear that things are happening at Calvary Bible Church, things that are of God things that are going to be good and exciting and helpful, different in some ways, the same in other ways, but we're going to have a shared destination of becoming fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. We're going to have a shared process of doing that, loving the Lord Sunday mornings, service, loving one another, small groups, and loving the lost, doing evangelism personally and through our small groups. And I would just love to pray before I step away. Heavenly Father, we thank you that profound things can be simple. We praise you that we can distill and uh, sort out what is essential to being a follower of Jesus Christ and what is essential for a local church to do. What are things that you expect every local church to be about doing? We want to be about those things, Lord, and we want to have an enthusiastic, unified, prayerful, committed buy-in and involvement in the simple church philosophy for, for the present time and the future. Thank you for what has been accomplished through this glorious church over many wonderful years of faithful ministry. Thank you for what you have done to honor your name and to bless your gospel. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate that. But as we come to the place of realizing that the message hasn't changed, and the motivation hasn't changed, but the way of doing it, the philosophy of doing it needs to change. 
so that our pyramid with the base as broad as the workers will be in proper ratio with the apex of the pyramid, which is the number of different ministries we offer. Lord, thank you for showing us that the apex has been too high lately. And so we lower the apex 53 to 23, seeking all the while the broad and the base of servants. Lord, give us unity. Give us optimism. Give us obedience. Give us involvement and participation. Give us prayerfulness. And give us souls. God, give us souls. New converts in Christ. Johnny's and Jenna's. For we pray this for your namesake and for your glory. Amen.